kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. adventure. Camp is in your living room. Camp is in your car on the way to the store. Camp is under your blanket fort. Camp is everywhere. And Camp Adventure is for everyone, no matter where in the world you are. And Camp Counselors Ben and Hannah are ready to welcome you. It's week number 10 at camp, and this week we're going to hear a story about creativity and the beauty that can come from new experiences. I'm Camp Counselor Ari, and I'm so glad to be here at camp with you each and every week. It's a beautiful day at Camp Adventure, so let's say hello to our kind and creative friend, Camp Counselor Ben, to kick things off. Ari, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do here, and thank you, my camper friends, uh, for being exactly who you are, just as you are, wherever you are. Thanks for doing this Camp Adventure with me. Uh, some of you have been sending in letters and pictures. I'm getting to see your pictures from, like, the weekly challenges. I'm so impressed, and I'm proud of you. Your kids are each so different, each unique. It's pretty cool. And this week's story is a little unique. It's a little bit different, too, and it includes some metal garbage cans filled with leaves that burst into fiery flame, and there's a little bit of clay and pottery and a very mysterious substitute teacher from my school. I have to ask, have you ever known somebody who's kind of shy and therefore kind of, uh, you know, mysterious? Well, I've got a story to tell about a very mysterious neighbor of mine who, once I got to know him, taught me how to make bowls and pots and even beautiful vases with clay and fire. Okay, so uh, one last question. Please put your hands up if you have ever heard of Raku pottery, R-A-K-U, Raku fired pottery. Put your hands up if you... Okay, I see a few hands. It's just as I thought. This is going to be mysterious to some of us, and I think it's going to be a great story time. However, we have to check out the mailbag before we do story time because I want to see and hear more from where you are at. I saw pictures of you campers climbing in trees last week. I've even seen pictures of flags and forts, uh, rafts that are floating on the water. It's really good. So we absolutely have to check out the mailbag. You know that. However... Before we check out the mailbag, you know what we have to do, don't you? It's that time. We have to invite up a very special person, the one who leads our entire camp adventure in amazing songs. She's pretty wonderful, isn't she? You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. She's a mysterious woman from the Pacific Northwest who can swim over a river with a guitar in each hand, a true adventurer who cooks her meals over an open fire whenever she can. The great and knowledgeable, the one, the only, my good friend, Hannah Glaver. Thanks, Counselor Ben. I don't know 
about swimming with my guitars, but I do have a friend who has a waterproof ukulele that she took on a rafting trip with me once. It was super cool. It was see-through and made of plastic. Just imagine, we went down rapids with live music. It was really special. She and another good friend at camp would sing songs together all the time. You know, when they first met, they didn't know anything about each other. They lived in different states, they had different friends, and they met at summer camp just like us. And they ended up getting along so well that they learned songs together just like us. Well, have you ever met a someone who was different than you? Maybe they didn't eat spaghetti or had a really tall hairdo. Our differences are real exciting and can make the dull seem blue. When we are good and kind to new friends, we change normal as we do. You know, even though my friends were different, they discovered that there were things they liked to do together. They even taught each other things like how to paint or sometimes do makeup. And eventually they learned songs that they got to share with all their friends. I think they learned from each other and discovered something new, which is something I like to call adventure. We venture together with courage. We learn and grow strong. We learn from each other. So let's discover and uncover great adventure brightening. Oh, my friends, you sounded fantastic as usual. And you know what? There's actually a ukulele in the song that we just sang. Not a waterproof one, but it's still pretty fun, right? Maybe if you're ever at a river or by a pool or in the bath, you could sing the Camp Adventure song and pretend that you are the waterproof ukulele rock star singing with me. All right. It's about that time, my friends, the time where we get to hear from you, the campers. And it has been so good to hear from you with your letters and your emails. So without further ado, it is time, drumroll please, for Mailbag. Hello, everyone. I'm Camp Counselor Matthew, and I'm here with the Mailbag. It's where we keep all the mail we receive for our campers. Today's mail comes from two far-off locations, the Twitterverse and the Gram. Just kidding. We've got mail from Twitter and Instagram, shared via hashtag AKBASummer. Let's check out Twitter first, where user at Doug McPherson shared, quote, My boys and I have just listened to the most recent episode of Camp Adventure from a kid's pod about and heard an adventure story about cicadas. Last week, we took this pic of a cicada molting. Uh, campers, <laughs> this is a nighttime pic. And it is a porch pic. And it is an otherworldly pic. I love that bugs can look so unlike anything you've ever seen before. Now, over to Instagram. A couple weeks ago, camp counselor Ben told us a story about his daughter Annabelle creating a nature journal. As promised, Ben shared a couple of pages from the journal, including the most amazing drawings of a katydid and a mountain jay, along with some incredible scientific thinking to accompany it. Very, very wow. 
We'd love to know about your camp experiences and about you campers. So to all of our Camp Adventure campers and families and friends, send us photos and videos and mail to listen at a kidspodcastabout.com or on social media using hashtag AKBASummer. We'll share as many things as we can from our mailbag each week. That's listen at a kidspodcastabout.com or on social media using hashtag AKBASummer. And that's it. Have a great day at camp, everybody. Hello, campers. It's Camp Counselor Ari here, and I'm back with more adventure building for you. If you've been listening for a while, you might remember talking about how our brains are super adventure-building storytelling machines. I told you all about playing adventure games like Dungeons & Dragons with my fellow campers and about my adventurer, Coral, a zoologist with blue hair and explorer boots who studies animals in their natural habitat. And we created creatures for Coral to find on their mission to study a new animal. Which, you know, now that I think about it, that sounds a lot like a quest to me. If you didn't know, quests are one of the very most fun parts of adventuring. A quest is a special journey or a mission to find something. Maybe that's a strange new creature like Coral's Quest. Or maybe it's a quest to find a secret recipe to make your best friend a magical birthday cake. Quests can introduce you to new people and friends and bring you to new places. Where will your quest bring you? Quests can take place in spooky forests, on candy beaches, or in maze-like libraries. Anywhere! Try thinking about a place you really, really want to visit someday. What makes it special? Think about a place you've been before that was unlike anywhere else you've ever been. Think of a place and then sprinkle a little magic on it with your adventure-building storytelling machine. There's a beautiful garden in my city I went to once with a thousand roses. It was so beautiful. But what happens when I add some adventure magic? Suddenly, I have a dreamy garden floating in the clouds where all of the flowers smell like your favorite thing. And in the center of the garden, Coral can find a beautiful jeweled beetle that tells silly little riddles. What places did you think of? What adventure locations did you dream up with your adventure-building storytelling machines? Write me and let me know. Or better yet, draw a picture and send that. I love adventure-building with all of you. Hi, campers. It's Camp Counselor Emma here. I hope you're having a great time at camp today. You and I have been hanging out all summer to talk about poetry. And I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. We've spent a lot of time talking about the power of words and how listening to or reading different words can make us feel big things or help us to create big pictures and worlds in our heads. Pretty cool, huh? Today, I want you to think about all the things we've talked about with poetry. And then I have a fun challenge for you. Today's poem is silly, full of made up words, and is all centered around one of my favorite animals, the elephant. Silly poems are great because they make us laugh and remind us that writing can be fun and anything we want it to be. I'm wondering if any of our campers here love to write their own poems or stories. Or I wonder if maybe you started camp not totally loving writing, but after listening to some of these poems or the lyrics to Hannah's amazing songs, or the fun and adventurous stories Ben shares, 
if you might be changing your mind about writing. Okay, before I mentioned a fun challenge I had in mind. So here goes. I want to hear some of your writing, whether you've been creating original poetry for years or this will be the first time you ever try to write a poem of your own. I want to hear what you've got to say. Camp Adventure is all about being brave, trying new things, and taking risks. So I encourage you to find the courage to get those creative juices flowing and then just start writing. It can rhyme, or it can have no rhythm at all. It can be three pages long, or three lines long, maybe even three words long. It can be in English, Spanish, French, Russian, or a completely made-up language. And it can be about anything. Just start writing and see where it takes you. And if you have something you'd like to share, please send your poetry to listen at a kidspodcastabout.com. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Okay, are we ready for the super silly, super fun poem of the day? As always, go ahead and get comfy and close your eyes. Deep breath in and deep breath out. This poem is called Ella Telephony by Laura Elizabeth Richards. Once there was an elephant who tried to use the telephant. No, no, I mean an elephone who tried to use the telephone. Dear me, I am not certain quite that even now I've got it right. However it was, he got his trunk entangled in the telephunk. The more he tried to get it free, the louder buzzed the telephone. I fear I'd better drop the song of Ella Hop and Telefong. Okay, how fun was that? That poem sure makes me laugh. Well, that's all I have for today, campers. But please, please, please send me your super awesome, super fun, super great camp adventure summer poetry. I can't wait to hear from you. And I'll see you all next time. All right, campers, after this break, we're going to hear a story from Camp Counselor Ben, and I promise you won't want to miss it. Hey, grown-ups! with over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging, Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Okay, we're back and it's story time. Are you excited? Me too. So let's get ready for this week's story. 
before we get cozy, let's make a little noise. Listen to the sounds that you can make as you jump or clap or pat your knee. Can you make a pattern? I like to make a pattern a little like this. <laughs> what do you think? What can you do? Now, in just a sec, let's hit pause to get in this week's perfect listening spot. Three, two, one, go. Where do you pick? This week, I'm listening in my favorite listening spot at the library. Wherever you go, get comfy. Are you ready, Counselor Ben? Okay, Ari, my friend, I am ready. Thank you. Story time has come, uh, and that makes me pretty happy. Stories are pretty magical, aren't they? They take you to different places. They help you think about new things. Did you ever think that your own life is a story? It is. It really is. With our lives, we're each telling a story. I wonder what kind of story you're telling. I hope it includes some good adventure. Well, today's story that I'm going to tell takes place near that little gray house that I've spoken of often on West Chestnut Street, across from the Fox River in Burlington, Wisconsin. And I say the story takes place near that gray house because it actually happens down the street a little ways from where I lived. Now, if you walked from my little gray house to the left, you would find a deep, deep woods on a huge hill. And it was filled with wild black raspberry bushes. That's where my sister Christy and I would go, and we would pick wild black raspberries. And if we picked enough to fill a certain bowl that my mom would give us, she would make a raspberry pie. Oh, oh have you ever had a black raspberry pie? Oh, my goodness. And then with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, oh my goodness. That's so. But okay, this is not a story about pie. I have to continue. Now, if you went past the raspberries and you kept walking down the sidewalk, past the deep woods and huge hill, you came to another house, and it was much larger, and this house was painted yellow and orange, not gray and white like mine. And my sister and I rode our bikes up and down West Chestnut Street pretty much every single day, especially through the summer. For years, we must have done that. I bet we rode past that yellow and orange house at least a million times, maybe 10 million times. It was incredible. But Never once did we see a person outside. We always wondered who lives in there and why are they so secretive? Well, I don't think we ever even saw cars coming and going from that house. What were they hiding, we wondered. It was all very mysterious. Well, then one day at school, my regular art class teacher was gone. I don't know if she was traveling somewhere or sick, but we had a substitute teacher and his name was Wayne. And he was an artist who works with clay or a ceramics artist, and his art was making pottery. Pots and bowls and plates and vases. Wayne was a real deal potter. Campers, I have to ask you, have you ever made any kind of pottery out of clay? I wonder if you have, and if you have, if you've enjoyed doing that. I have always really enjoyed working with clay myself. You know, where you make a bowl or a plate, sometimes you can make other things like sculptures out of clay. And then you put them all in a round, shiny oven, and it gets really crazy hot. It's called a kiln. And then you cook that clay pot or whatever you made until it gets red hot, and then it cools off. That's called firing the clay. And then when it cools off, it's almost as hard as a rock, like a stone. And then you can even put glaze on it and then fire it again, and it gets all shiny with beautiful colors. Well, that's kind of what ceramics art is or making pottery. It's amazing. 
I absolutely love, love, love making pottery. I always have. And this substitute teacher was an expert at it. Now, he had kind of tall, curly, bushy hair, and he was a big man, and he was quiet. He was kind of like a big teddy bear. His voice was gentle, and he seemed to all of us to be pretty shy. Some of the kids started poking fun at him and when the whispering jokes about how big he was, and others started to make fun of him because he was really different, because he seemed kind of shy. He did not talk very much, that's true. But when Mr. Wayne showed us how to put clay on the spinning pottery wheel, it's like the whole class froze in amazement. He was so skilled. His hands were like magic as he turned just a little round lump of wet gray clay, probably about as big as a softball. And he slapped it onto that wheel and turned and turned and turned with his hands very carefully until the ball of clay turned into a beautifully shaped vase. I'm not gonna make fun of him, I thought. This Wayne guy is one of the coolest substitute teachers I've ever had. Oh, the day he came to be our substitute teacher was one of the best art classes of my life. He showed us how to build with clay and work on the pottery wheel. Oh, it was wonderful. Well, guess what happened about two months later? Which I know is kind of a long time, but it still happened for real. Any guesses? Well, I was riding down West Chestnut Street one day, past the deep raspberry woods, and oh my goodness, when I came up to that big yellow and orange house, I saw a person out in the driveway. It was the first time I'd ever seen anybody at this house. And it was a big grown-up, and he looked crazy, wearing big, huge black goggles, and then covered from, like, from his neck down to his ankles with a big black rubber apron, and then these thickest leather gloves you've ever seen, and they looked kind of blackish, burnt, and dirty. I mean, it just I, it was like this guy wearing a costume almost. I couldn't help but to stop my bike right there in the sidewalk in front of his house. I was staring at him. His garage door was open, and inside I saw three tall, shiny, silver ovens. They were kilns, just like the pottery kiln that we had at school. And the man grabbed a long metal hook with his dirty gloves, and he lifted open the lid of a hot kiln and carefully reached in with that hook and pulled out a vase, and the vase was glowing red hot. And then he carried the red hot vase over to a metal garbage can, and I thought, what in the world? Is he just, just going to throw it away? He just made it. He dropped the red-hot bowl into this steel metal garbage can, and then immediately I saw orange flames shoot up, and he slammed the lid down on the garbage can, and you won't believe what happened next. Crunch! The whole can imploded. Do you know what imploding is? Think of exploding as when it blows up and blows out. Imploding is when it squeezes down and crunches in. And that's what happened to the can. Because when he put the red hot vase in it, something inside the can caught fire. Then he closed the lid and the fire used all the oxygen in the can and crunched it down. And then when I least expected it, the man took his goggles off and looked right at me. <laughs> oh, no. He hadn't known I was there yet. I was so scared. I took off on my bike, riding away as fast as I could because I was nervous. But then I heard a voice. It's, it's okay, Ben, the man said. Ben? How did he know my name? And that voice, it sounded familiar. Did I know him? 
Had I already met him before? Well, I turned around and rode back slowly, and I realized it was Mr. Wayne, the mysterious substitute teacher who was also a pottery guy. It was just amazing. And he kindly invited me up to his workshop to see what he was doing. I make raku pottery, he said, and he showed me how he did it. First, he makes the bowl or the vase or whatever he wants to create with clay. Then it has to dry out in the air until it gets bone dry. Then he cooks it in the super hot kiln. Then it cools. And then he paints it with a special milky white kind of glaze. Then he puts it back in the kiln. He gets it red hot. And then this is the exciting part. Once he has the red hot vase in his metal hook or his tongs, he drops it gently into the can that's filled with different kinds of things that can catch on fire. So sometimes he tries dry leaves or sawdust or crumpled up paper, things that can catch on fire very quickly. Why, you might ask, why would he want to do that? Because raku pottery is beautifully colored by the flames of an explosion. So when you put the flame on it, it catches the flame's color. And then it explodes right there, but it's like the colors stick right to the side of the pot in an instant. And he asked me, would you like to make one? And I said, well, well, yeah, if I can, I would love to. And he helped me through all those different steps I just described. And then I got to drop a red hot vase into a can filled with dry, dry leaves. And whoosh, it burst into flame. And then when we put out the fire and smoke with the lid, we pulled out the pot or the vase and it was all black and dirty looking. But after it cooled and Wayne cleaned it up, oh my goodness. It looked like my vase had fireworks blowing up all around it, right on it. Reds and yellows and greens and purples iridescently shining, oranges like the colors of a rainbow swirling in different patterns that look like fire. Now, maybe your grown-up uh, campers could help you by Googling the word raku pottery, and you can see what other raku-fired vases look like. They're so beautiful. Well, Wayne let me hang out there for hours that day, and then he invited me back on other days to help him, and he let me make bowls and a cool pot and another vase. I felt really honored. It was awesome. He was still a mysterious kind of shy fellow, but I suppose that I'm mysterious to other people sometimes. I know that I can be shy too. Maybe we all are sometimes. Wayne became my friend in the end. Later that year during Christmas time, I gave that raku-fired vase to my mom as a present, and she still has it sitting on her shelf somewhere. It's beautiful. It looks like a vase colored with an explosion of rainbow fire. So pretty. And Wayne was not a loud man, was he? And he did not spend much time outside. He mostly stayed in his art workshop or in his big yellow and orange house. He was kind of mysterious. Lots of kids said that he was not normal. But you know something, my camper friends? The more I adventure through this life, the less I worry about being normal. Instead, I want to be good to people and kind. And that's how Wayne was. Different than normal, yes, but filled with love and kindness and creativity and beauty. Mr. Wayne spent most of his time making art in his garage, firing those beautiful raku pots, and being good toward his neighbors. And I hope that I can be like him when I grow up. I hope we all can, campers. Well, that reminds me about our weekly challenge. You know, it's come to that time. My neighbor Wayne gave me a good gift, didn't he? So like him, I think this week, it's going to be about giving a good gift to somebody. 
I know that we probably don't have pottery kilns and raccoon firing imploding metal cans. I get that. But we can still make something out of clay, can't we? Or how about Play-Doh? Okay, hang on. I'll be right back for our weekly challenge. All right, campers, I think that you've probably guessed what the challenge is going to be for this week. So I'll just say right now, this week is about making and it's about giving. So I hope that we can find some clay or some Play-Doh. First, let me tell you what you'll need, and then I'll tell you what we're going to do. All right. Find some good modeling clay. Maybe you've already got a, a place where you keep your clay or Play-Doh. Some of you I know use Fimo clay or Sculpey clay, the kind you can bake in the oven. That's perfect. Anything that you can find or maybe a different kind of clay. And then if you don't have any clay, no worries. There's some Play-Doh around, possibly. I know you can even find recipes to make your own Play-Doh at home. The big thing is we want to find something that we can knead together like a dough or model like a clay because we're going to try to invent our own bowl or dish or vase, some kind of our own pottery, okay? Now, you can make it round or you can make it square. Use all the different colors that you want. Maybe you don't want to use any colors at all. That's okay, too. If you use the kind of clay you can bake in the oven, I say do it. It's super fun. And then your bowl or dish gets really strong and it lasts forever, okay? And then there's a bonus part of this challenge. That's the big thing at first, to find some good modeling clay or Play-Doh and make a pot or a dish or something that you want to make out of clay. And then once you've made your pottery, if you can, once you've got it baked, maybe you've got it painted or decorated the way you want to, I want you to give it away to somebody for free. To one of your friends, maybe, or a neighbor, maybe one of your grown-ups, anybody that you'd like to. My neighbor Wayne, that I just told you the story about, he gave a really good gift to me. And when he did, it helped us to become friends. And that happens all the time when we give good gifts. We realize that we have good friendships with people. So, if you want to give more than one gift, go for it. Do it. I think that'd be so good. Make two or three pieces of pottery and then spread that love to whomever you'd want to. Most of all, here's the big thing we try to say every week. Don't hurry. Don't worry. Don't worry about making it all perfect. Just have fun creating things and then giving good gifts. Sound okay? That's your weekly challenge this week, my friends. And as always, Please don't forget to send me pictures of the beautiful creations you're making. I love seeing what you're up to, and Camp Counselor Ari is good at helping us remember how to do that. So hang on for those instructions, okay? I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks, Ben. And thank you, campers, for joining us at Camp Adventure this week. We'd love to feature you and your fellow campers on our next episode. Share your camp space and all your weekly camp challenge creations on social media using hashtag AKBASummer or write to us at listen at a kids podcast about.com. Camp Adventure is written by Ben Tertine with help from the A Kids Podcast About team. Original music is by Hannah Glaver. Check out Hannah's albums at hannahglaver.bandcamp.com. This show is edited and produced by me, Ari Mathay, with help from Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by a kids podcast about. Listen to other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting a kids podcast about.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Ben's book, 
a kid's book about adventure. See you back at Camp Adventure next week. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co., and I also host A Kids Book About the Podcast, and worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.